Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. Did you know, Holly, that we have two full moons coming up in October? And this year, one of them is on Halloween. Fuck yes. And it's on a Saturday. Yes, it is on a Saturday. Is this some kind of unique astrological event to have two full moons in October? Because that's it is. special. So this moon is called the Hunter's Moon and also a blue moon because it is the second full moon of the month. And people get crazy on full moons, so expect yeah. an especially spooky oh, season. Man, we do not need more crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, it's super rare to have this moon fall on Halloween. Like you said, it is a very extra special astrological phenomenon. The next time it happens, it won't be until the year 2039. I'll probably be dead by then. No, you won't so be far, dead That's by then. so far away. You're gonna, it'll, it'll be just right around the corner. That seems so out of reach. <laughs> With the way 2020 has been, it seems that I know. way. I'll be happy if I make it to 2021 at this point. <laughs> right. So it is really fitting to say once in a blue moon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And it was also called the hunter's moon because this time of the year is when people would try to shoot their game and store as much meat for the long winter. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. nice. I love, I love, I never knew there were so many names for different moons. And I love that you're talking about what some of them are and their definitions and why they're called that, because I think that's really fascinating. Well, we brought up something where people just kind of go crazy when it's a full moon. And there really is something to that called the lunar effect. And several mm -hmm. studies have been done to confirm that crime rates, especially violent crimes, increase when there is a full moon. And yeah. while scientists are not sure the phenomenon, it still is undeniable by studies done from police reports that there's been a spike in emergency calls and wow. they're noted repeatedly. It's so and interesting. Every time there's a full moon. Wow. So. Yeah. I think I've heard that before where, you know, cops will say, oh, it must have been a full moon tonight because we have all these like crazy things happening. Yeah. Right. And we all know that wolves are especially crazy on these full moon nights. Can you guess what my story is today? Well, let me think. You just mentioned wolves. You're talking about full moons. Could it be werewolves? Ow! <laughs> That's right, Holly. Let's get the howling you, started tonight. Are, are you turning into one right now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, my story tonight is on werewolves. Awesome. I love it. I love it. There was an explosion of werewolf stories back in the 19th century around 1800 to 1849. Two examples of notable novels were The Man-Wolf, written in 1831 by Leech Ritchie and Catherine Crow, who wrote a story called The Werewolf in 1846. Such original titles for their stories. But even though these novels were written as fiction, this lore was based on actual sightings and beliefs that real werewolves existed. And a lot of these werewolf tales and sightings seem to have common elements to them, as you soon shall hear. So onward, I must not delay. To Michigan we go. So in Michigan, especially, 
There are rumors told of many sightings people have had of werewolves. One author, Essie Schlosser, in her book, Spooky Michigan, tells of a popular story of one such legend calling it the werewolf's bride. Ooh, I like it already. I know. It is said that a soldier was engaged to an especially beautiful lady who one day was seen by a woodsman who had sold his soul for the ability to turn into a wolf. One day, when she was walking home alone, he appeared as a man in front of her and asked that she marry him. She, of course, was already engaged to the soldier, so she said, no, you're a creep, and started screaming for help. <laughs> I'm like sure her. she said just, just that, you know. You're a creep. Get yeah. away from me. Get away from me, you jerk. The soldier <laughs> heard her because he was already very concerned when she was late in returning to her parents' home. So the soldier did find his fiance and scared away the creepy woodsman who decided to retreat back into the woods. Time passed and it was soon their wedding day. It was said at their reception, she was having a great time doing some line dancing or some other boogie scoot with her <laughs> friends. When this creepy guy again came out of the woods, who was now transformed into a wolf. Oh, wow. He jumped out, grabbed her dress by his teeth, and dragged the girl back into the forest. For many days, the whole town and the husband tried to find her. And one time he shot a wolf, thinking it might be the woodsman. But it turns out all he got was the wolf's tail. Oh, geez. That must have hurt. <laughs> it must have. After several months of just searching and no luck, he was encouraged by all his friends just to let her go and move on with his life. Oh, Good man. The wolf got her, man. You got to just let it go. She's dead or probably a wolf herself She's by this gone. point. She's, She's gone. She's so gone. Dude. She's so gone. But he wouldn't give up. He was in love. And soon he found a cave where a wolf lived. Unfortunately, he also found the perfectly preserved body of his true love, his wife. Oh, oh, that's such a bummer. I know. It's said that the woodsman had regretted killing her, and so he put her in a handmade coffin to protect her body from other predators. He would often visit the body, so the soldier would hide and wait for his chance to kill the werewolf. After seeing him enter the cavern one day, he shot him several times, chasing him to a lake where the dying werewolf jumped in to swim away. However, it was said that due to large amounts of blood, several catfish started attacking the werewolf, and soon all that was left of him were some little bits of flesh that floated up to the top of the water. <laughs> when the soldier was found, it was said he was rambling incoherently about a werewolf eaten by a catfish in a lake, and after showing his friends the body of his wife, he fell into a state of insanity and soon died just a few days later. Oh, People say he was buried with his wife in a field where they had planned to build a home. But nobody knows exactly where they are buried, but it is true that the people in that area of Michigan refuse to eat any catfish. <laughs> you, you know what's really weird? So I was actually looking up catfish to see if they really did attack humans and stuff, like if they have a reputation for that, because I've never heard of that. I've heard pir piranhas do that. Yeah, piranhas for sure, but I hadn't heard of catfish. But coincidentally, today, I found an article on Knowledge Nuts. Today, no, on our recording, <laughs> that was <laughs> that talked about a huge catfish attacking humans. So it's a thing. It's a, a real huge thing. And in, catfish attacking humans. Yeah, and some some catfish can grow up to like ten feet long. So it's a thing. I it think happens. you need to do a spinoff episode about killer catfish. When, I think so too. Yeah, that's scary a, catfish. An episode that needs to be done. Now we leave the catfish story and return to Michigan. 
Michigan also has the story of the werewolf of Gross Point, where a young girl was on her way to become a nun in Three Rivers, Canada. This news really upset her boyfriend, Jack, (laughs) who was said to have become so desperate to keep her, he made a pact to trade his soul in return for Genevieve to stay home. He was given the power to turn into a werewolf, and as this creature, he could steal her away. One day, while Genevieve was praying at an altar in the woods, he tried to attack her, but she ran away and fell down in front of the statue of the Virgin Mary before passing out. It is said that the Virgin Mary protected her by turning the werewolf into a stone statue. So the locals say there is actually a big rock on the shore of Lake St. Clair that looks like a wolf, but this is freaky. This is really freaky. Okay. Somehow this wolf statue rock thing showed up in a different location on the corner of Chalfonte Road and at the crossing of Kirby Road. Hmm. And they say, if you study the rock, you can see the footprint of the werewolf. How cool. I like that. Isn't that crazy? So the first known sighting of this Michigan werewolf, and there must be several because there's a lot of sightings, occurred in 1887 in Wexford County when two lumberjacks saw a man with a dog's head roaming around. It was described as standing about seven feet tall with yellow or blue glowing eyes, and it had a wolf or dog's head. So it was part man, part wolf. Was it part vampire, part ghost? (laughs) I know. That's what I was thinking. So in 1938, there was also a report of an attack of five wolves by Robert Fortney, who said he saw one of them walking on two legs. And people also gave their accounts of such a creature in Allegan County in the 1950s, in Manistee, and in Cross Village. There were also sightings reported in 1967. In Big Rapids, Michigan, a security guard doing around outside the grounds of a manufacturing plant saw the werewolf and was going to shoot it when he decided instead to take some photos. Nobody's had a chance to investigate these photos for authenticity, but it is strange there are so many reports over the years. A song was even recorded about the werewolves called The Legend by a local disc jockey, Steve Cook, and it became one of the most requested songs on the station and sparked a huge amount of callers who wanted to tell their own accounts of the creature. Wow. Yeah, many of the reports are similar in nature, describing this werewolf as being very agile, jumping in front of cars, scratching open their tents, and clawing at their homes and when they go outside they find long claw marks in the wood Ooh, creepy yeah one person said that a werewolf caused him to flip his car when he tried to avoid hitting it on the road oh my god see holly you should never try and avoid game on the road just keep on driving straight because the werewolf escaped and now he has a wrecked car and there's also a recording of his call for help Uh, for service from his flipped car. You can listen to it on the internet. He uses OnStar service. Yeah. And it shows him, you you know, calling and asking for help uh, because he's just, you know, missed hitting a werewolf. Yeah. So I actually found the audio from this clip and Josh is going to play it. Awesome. Here we go. Hello. Something just ran in front of us on the road. We're in the ditch. We, We rolled over. It looked like a great big dog. Standing up. Was it a bear, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, 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 oh. Sir? Hello? 
Wow, that's pretty crazy. I know those poor people. Hopefully they're not resting in pieces. I think Josh also has a clip of that song, The Legend. In 67, a van load of hippies told a park ranger named Quinlan they'd been awakened in the night by a scratch at the window. There was a dog man looking in and grinning. Steve Cook said his song was based on actual reports he heard about the werewolf or the Michigan Dogman, which is another nickname for the creature. And in this region, people say werewolf sightings are only during the years ending in the number seven, but others say it's no, it's more cyclical. It's like every 10 years because there have been other people who have seen the werewolf on random years, like in 2001, when this lady and her stepdaughter in Cass County, Michigan said, they were looking out their French doors to see this creature, which was black, huge, and had the head of a wolf. Wow. So somebody's running around there, a big tall dude with like a wolf head. <laughs> maybe they're breeding them. Like maybe there's a, a like a breeder that's like, okay, I'm going to make some more werewolves and release them out into the night. Residents said besides that sighting, they often hear it screaming in the swamplands at night, and they say it sounds very loud and hysterical. Ooh. It's often mistook for an infant screaming. Oh, shit. Historically, there have been stories of strange encounters in the woods that men say they have had with forest spirits or warlocks who offer help in exchange for their souls. One strange story took place in the early 1500s in France. A man named Pierre Bergot was trying to get his sheep herded before a storm. When he was on trial in 1521, he said that it was in the woods where he met three men and was offered riches and the safety of his flock if he would renounce God. He agreed, but then soon decided that was a big mistake and told <laughs> his friend Michael Verdon what he did. Verdon was curious, though, and he wanted to see if these guys in the wood would give them money, so he persuaded Burgot to take him to meet them in the woods. After they showed up, the men in the woods instructed them to strip down naked and apply a mysterious ointment all over their bodies. Huh, interesting. Yeah, that sounds like a fraternity hazing to me. Must yeah. be Alpha Delta, you know, from Animal House, the movie. Here, take this peanut butter and put it all over your naked body. <laughs> and then we're going to send the wolves after you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, master, we'll do whatever you say. <laughs> Soon afterwards, it was said that they grew fur and their hands and feet transformed into claws and they became werewolves. Soon afterwards... People in the town reported seeing two giant wolves running together across the countryside. In their animal state, they had a ferocious appetite, feasting on children in the area. They soon, when they were caught, they soon confessed to their crimes and were both burned at the stake. Hey. Now, there was another similar report of a Frenchman named Giles Garnier, who was called the werewolf of Dole. He, too, confessed to killing and eating children as a wolf and said he used an ointment or salve that was given to him by a specter in the woods, which gave him powers to transform at will. He was caught when a group of huntsmen came across the hermit crouched over a dead child. They initially thought it was a werewolf, but as their torches came closer, they identified the man as the hermit in the woods named Giles Garnier. He confessed, saying he married in 1572 
And when he had children, he had a tough time feeding them all and was offered the ointment from a mysterious figure he met in the woods to help him hunt for game. But he did confess in his wolf state, he developed a taste for human flesh and went on to murder four other children. Wow. He was burned to death at the stake. Some who have researched these reports say there are a certain combination of herbs that can cause hallucinations. So it is possible these ointments were made with some of these herbs that caused these men to think that they were wolves. Hmm. Between 1520 and 1630, there were recorded 30,000 cases of people who confessed or was accused of being a werewolf. No way. 30,000? So it was a huge amount. So it was like the witch epidemic where people were accusing and burning witches at the stake. The same thing happened with men being accused of being werewolves. Wow. I wonder what on what evidence they used to determine this. Well, there's a few more stories. Okay, let's do it. In 1598, around the regions of Agnes, France, some men discovered two wolves were feeding on something, which when the wolves fled into the woods, it turned out to be the half-eaten, mangled corpse of a 15-year-old boy. Immediately, a hunt was sent after the wolves, following their bloody paw prints. But when they no longer could follow the prints and had lost the trail, they came upon a frightened man hiding naked and shivering in a bush. He was described as having long hair, an unruly beard, and his hands, which had unusually long and sharp nails, were covered in blood and pieces of flesh. So this man was Jacques Rollet, a beggar who most of the town knew. In his trial at court, he confessed that he had killed the boy and that he had done so in the form of a wolf, which he transformed by smearing a salve-like substance on himself. He's saying that the salve was given to him by his parents. And then the other wolves who they came across, he said, was his brother and cousin who also used the salve to become wolves. But his parents, when questioned, proved to be good citizens who said he was lying and his brother and cousin both had alibis. So it wasn't too good for Jacques. And also his account of what happened when he used the salve was inconsistent. When Jacques was further questioned regarding his transformation, he indicated some confusion as to exactly how the process happened. To the question, do your hands and feet become paws of the wolf? He answered yes. But when asked if his head and mouth became those of a wolf, he said at first he didn't know, and then that his head didn't change because he felt that he still used his own teeth to eat the children. But then he started to confess willingly to have eaten many other kids besides the 15-year-old boy. Hmm. So it seems that when they turn into these werewolves, they are first, you know, wanting to just go after game. But then when they have the taste of human flesh, that's all they want after that. Interesting. Yeah. He was um, sentenced to death, but later had the order appealed and overturned due to insanity and ultimately only spent two years in the insane asylum. Only Upon, two years for eating children and flesh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Upon his release, Jack became a baker at a local French cafe. <laughs> <laughs> I just said that. He, he. Nobody really knows what happened to him. Actually, I just thought that was funny oh. to make him a baker. <laughs> you should have gone with it. That I would have totally believed that. <laughs> I know. I, I did try and find out what happened to him. So some people think he joined the church and became a priest. And others say because there's no role follow-up and he just kind of disappeared off the planet. 
people say he was met with the mob of justice upon his release from the mm. members of the families whose kids he claimed to have killed. Yeah, that would make sense. I kind of feel like that's probably the more likely yeah. case because, I mean, if you had your kid killed, wouldn't you want justice? Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah they so. probably took him and burned him in the in a pile of dog poo. <laughs> Over time, people started to sympathize with these werewolves because they assumed that there was extreme pain associated with their transforming. And it was also assumed that their condition was just a terrible curse. But how easily they forgot that these creatures steal and eat their children. <laughs> now, there's a lot of stories in Germany, and that's actually where Little Red Riding Hood came from. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Huh. So Peter Stubb, a very wealthy farmer in Bedburg, Germany, said instead of an ointment, he was given an enchanted belt to wear that allowed him to transform into a wolf. Huh. And it was reported he was chased down and cornered by hunters who said right in front of their eyes, they saw Peter change back from a wolf to a man. However, in some of these accounts, it seems there might have been a political motive to accuse these men of being werewolves. So the whole eyewitness accounts could be completely made up. Oh. But if not, that's pretty amazing. Wow. That's interesting. So for political reasons, they're going to accuse these men mm -hmm. of being werewolves. Huh. Yeah. A lot of them wanted just to like steal their land. That's like the Salem Witch Trials was about land, too. It was about, mm -hmm. I accuse my neighbor of being a witch. I can take over their land when they get thrown in prison and hung for being a witch. That's a very clever way of going about it. Yeah. I also came across several accounts of women who would also turn into werewolves, but they are more rare because it was mainly men who did the hunting and oh, would yeah. be more likely to come across an opportunity in the sure. woods. That makes sense. There was a young married woman whose husband was always randomly absent. <laughs> and it came to the attention of his wife one day who was curious where he might be going when he was gone. Mm -mm. One day when they were both out working in their farm, the man vanished again. Suddenly, a wolf came out from a nearby bush, ran toward her, and grabbed part of her red woolen skirt, and some accounts say cape, with his teeth and shook it with its head. She was able to fend him off with her hay fork, and soon afterwards, her husband crawled out from the same nearby bushes. She told him what had happened to her, and he started laughing, which showed her he had several red woolen threads from her skirt stuck in between his teeth. She immediately turned him in, and he was burned to death. Yeah, go girl. You're not going to bite my dress. Yeah. Hello. She's like, that was my favorite red cape. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. I didn't like you anyway. Yeah, you're always disappearing on me. I never know where you're going or when you're going to be back. Yeah. So Leaving me all that. this farm work to do on my yeah. own. And then you're Asshole. rude. You come out and you attack me. You're just a jerk. Turning you in for werewolfness. <laughs> so there was a woodcutter who was out in the forest chopping wood with his brother who was at a short distance away when a wolf came out from a nearby bush and attacked them. The woodcutter hit the wolf with an axe, wounding his right front leg, but the wolf was able to escape. That evening, when he got home, his brother had already returned and was in bed with his right arm hidden behind a blanket. Mm -mm. After asking to show him his arm, he finally revealed that his arm had been wounded, and it was a mark that would have been made from a sharp axe. Well... 
his brother immediately reported him, and he was burned to death. <laughs> burn him. Burn him. <laughs> All these family members. Jeez. Oh, my God, you're a wolf. Die. die. There's, no, there's no loyalty at all back in those days. It's like, nope, you're fucked. You're like, More you're a werewolf. For me. You're out of here. Right. Sorry. We have wow. no tolerance for you. It's interesting to note that the idea of the full moon causing the werewolf transformation, it seems to be a more recent association because none of these stories had it as an element in their stories. And some think it's because actual wolves tend to be more active with their hunting when it is a full moon. So it's just a natural association that over the years, that story or that element became the catalyst for when the man is then changed into a werewolf. Right. Yes. It is said if you get bit by a werewolf, you can become one. If you drink water out of a wolf's footprint, you can also turn into one. I did not know that. That is very interesting. Okay. Yeah. We should try that. We should, should, you know, there's a lot of wolf footprints around. We could just, you know, go lick one up. What if you go to a, what if you do a Bigfoot footprint? Would you turn into a Bigfoot? I know that. that Maybe that's um, another thing we should research. One famous werewolf, Remus Lupin, who taught at the Hogwarts School of Wizarding. (laughs) I've never heard of it. What's Hogwarts? (laughs) Yeah. Had a special potion he used that kept him from turning into a full werewolf. So I guess that ointment worked in reverse from the usual method. Yeah, I guess so. But he also was a good werewolf. So I think not all werewolves are evil, but they all are dangerous. Wait, he didn't eat children then? I don't think so. Mm -mm. Okay. He tried to be good. Okay. Now, there are also several theories that some of these sightings are people suffering from a real psychological condition called lycanthropy. Lycanthropy. And this condition causes people to believe that they are changing into a wolf or other animal. Another theory is that some of these stories are people who have come down with rabies. But <laughs> that, I don't. That makes sense. <laughs> I but I don't think that's possible considering when these men are in their human state, they aren't frothing at the mouth or acting like an animal. Hypertrichosis, which causes excessive hair growth, has also been linked to these sightings. But that would just be, you know, you're looking like a hairy beast all the time. So, unless they were shaving their entire body every other day, I just don't know how the sightings are you know, just of these extra hairy people. Yeah. Now, Holly, this is for you. Okay. I I know some of these werewolves might be posing as harmless and eligible males. So, okay. I've added some terror tips for you. Oh, yay. Yes. Okay. On what you, on what you need to be on the lookout for. So here's, here's your terror tips. Okay. Number one, pacing. If you notice him walking around in circles, especially in the evening, Mm -hmm. that's a sign. Okay. Okay. Because werewolves are prone to high anxiety. Oh, okay. So they're walking around makes them get rid of their anxiety? Yeah. And okay. if you notice um, dogs, when they're nervous and stuff, sometimes they'll pace in a circle. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And that brings me to number two. Loves dogs. Probably owns one or two. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's if not hard to find around here. That's no. That's for sure. Yeah. If your date cancels on you or doesn't make plans with you on a full moon, Mm-hmm. You know, write that down. Keep track uh, of that. Okay. Good to know. Yep. Yep. One thing is people say werewolves smell like pine needles in their human form. Really? Yeah. And they're most likely um, living near a thick grove of trees or forest. 
Well, it's a good thing there's not a thousand thick groves of trees or forests around me. Oh, wait, there is. I live in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> this is a big, big sign. Okay. He has weird ointments in his medicine cabinet. <laughs> Smelly ones like peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> ones that could easily be used all over his body. <laughs> does he does he have a special belt that he wears? Oh, he might. That's you know, that one wasn't on my list. See, you you already know how to spot him. <laughs> well, based off of what you've said tonight, I'm just putting together the the puzzle pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if he has a lot of guy friends and they always run around together, like, well, <laughs> that's, his, that's his pack, like a wolf pack. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good sign. Oh, and Holly, what is the number one sign that you might be dating a werewolf? He humps my leg a lot. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> Very what? close. He always wants to do it doggy style. Oh, oh, oh Carol. Carol. <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. Uh. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Right? Did the did the catfish turn out to be werewolf fish when they got done eating him? <laughs> yeah, so I actually found the audio from this clip and oh, wow. Josh is cool. gonna play it. Awesome. Here we go. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably an Egyptian chimera in Michigan who's creating all sorts of hybrid creatures. <laughs> to me in his back lab pyramid. Yes. It sounds Josh? like uh McGruff the crime dog. <laughs> <laughs> Very tall dog's head. I love McGruff. Did, did they well, say that he's wearing a trench coat? What about Smokey the Bear? How does he play into this? Because he's mm -hmm. a bear that wears clothing. I, I hear you eating. <laughs> Sorry. You know what I'm really curious about is why none of these salves or ointments were ever found or confiscated. Nobody ever got proof of it and that would be one of the first things i would want to test is yeah give me that salve yeah give me that <laughs> you know what there's probably a recipe for it online somewhere i mean let's face it all that magical stuff from back in the day you know it's made it to the internet and somehow somebody somewhere has researched this and probably has put it on the internet mm -hmm. and if they haven't they probably should so that we could mix them together and give it to josh and see what happens just don't go eat children. <laughs> yeah, I'll try. Okay. <laughs> and it's been linked to maybe some of these sightings, but that would just be you looking like a hairy beast all the time. <laughs> or Wait, they is that with or without the foaming at the mouth? <laughs> no, no. Ladies choice. They were very trigger happy on the werewolf accusations. Yes, they just yes, went they straight were. to that. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts, and all dolls are definitely haunted. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode. <laughs>